So I'm guessing uh, the, as far as you were concerned, there were no NFL football games yesterday. Yeah, I haven't been any for a while, actually. Yeah, for, they, did they cancel the season? What no, was the? Uh, I weirdly, forgot to ask you about not. that. Uh, yeah, they have yeah. not. No, uh, Eagles uh, lost again. Um, uh, and which <laughs> again, I, you know, the so season's over. Uh, I will not. Uh, they gave you some hope for a while. They pretended yeah. like they were going to be good for a while, and then not so much. But. I think, and I think this is the legitimately what they are, which is like they're competitive. They're a competitive and they are, team. They show, they're not getting blown out by anybody. They show positive signs here and there. Um, but, uh, you know, they need another season or two to, uh, to, uh, like, you know, marinate in the, in the rookie quarterback's world. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think at some point, He's going to be good, though. I he think. does look pretty good. I think he, he's a good one. Played well yesterday. And, mm, yeah. again, this has happened over and over again where they, they've had the ball with the chance to win or tie, uh, in the final moments. And just, you know, they haven't been able to get over that hump, but whatever. Huh. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You live with it. It was, what I was happy, I was happy to see the, the Cowboys lose, however. Uh, which is always a good little side benefit, a little side dish at Thanksgiving. Weirdly, both their losses this year have been to the Giants. Yeah, uh, interesting. Of course, eleven and two, and the only two, the only team that's beaten them, the, the Giants. Giants. I will say that is one of the downsides of watching the Cowboys. Yeah, because I, I hate the Giants. They hate the Giants too. So, uh, so anyway, little uh, positive. Packers all of a sudden look like you know there's something. Look great. They, they look like there's something to them. Thirty-one to three beating of the Seahawks yesterday. That's an, impre- <laughs> that's an impressive win. Sweet. That was sweet. I mean, 31. All of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers looks like Aaron Rodgers again. Just saying he's re-entering. For a while, he did not. He's re-entering the MVP race. His, like, last seven or eight games are off the charts ridiculously good. Uh, He's been Uh, great. And yesterday was awesome. And got hurt again, uh, I guess. He didn't play the fourth quarter. And I think that's just more precaution. And they were up 28-3. So why? Take him out. Why? Anyway, uh, it Bucks was a, win again. By the way, Jeffy, I was thinking the yeah, Bucks right? won again. Oh, I, I, your Tampa oh. Bay team. You know, um, you follow the league pretty closely. Houston won. Yeah, I, I, you know, you follow the league pretty closely, and you kind of like you, know, you, you take in the games, and you get, but you get impressions. Like I don't watch every Tampa right. Bay Bucks game. I, right. My impression of them was they were probably three and seven. <laughs> like I, I had no idea. They're like in, they're eight and five. Are they really? Yeah, yeah eight yeah. and five. That team. Uh, I don't like that because I do not like Jameis Winston. I so like that guy. Not a good guy. I can. I. I know exactly the reason. I don't like him. I know. I think we all know exactly all the reason. reason. Mm-hmm. What is the reason? You uh, own stock in the grocery store chain. He stole. He stole food from. <laughs> Was it no, Win Dixie? That's probably no. it, right? No, but oh. the fact that he stole food from a grocery store <laughs> sort of bothers me. I was trying to. And the thing he was chanting when he was standing on top of the uh, tables in the cafeteria uh, at Florida State kind of bothered me. And uh, just the fact that he's a general douchebag kind oh, of bothers me. Oh, and also uh, he's black, mm-hmm. which is the real reason. No, I just don't Oh, care now the truth that. comes out. Mm-hmm. I like Dak Prescott. Does that, is that, he's black. So. Oh, he's got a black friend. Hey, Pat's got one black friend he likes. I oh, wow, that's so nice. Did you see that clip? Did we ever play that clip from CNN where... Uh, there was a uh, a, a black commentator on. Uh, it was like a you know typical panel, and one of the uh, one of the commentators mm-hmm. was was re- like the Black Lives Matter member of the panel. Mm-hmm. And at one point, one of the other commentators said something about. I mean, it was. It, it, uh, we gotta find this clip if we haven't played it. It's so bad. And, she, and one of the other commentators was like, look, you know, uh, like uh, reference another president who did something similar. And she's like, that's just like, I'm sorry, that's just like saying you have a black friend. That's just like saying you have a black friend. That's just like saying you have a black friend. No, I'm sorry, that's just like saying you have a black friend. Over and over and over again. And, and like, 
first of all, it wasn't at all like saying, <laughs> I can't remember what the comment was, but it was not like saying, uh, you have a black friend. Secondarily, <laughs> is it bad now to have a black friend? I'm getting confused. Well, you can have a black friend. You just can't say it. I guess not. Nah, like, I don't understand weird. when that became I know. a bad thing. Like, It is a bad thing, like, it, It's a very bad thing. At the beginning, it was, well, I don't like black people, but I have one black friend, and therefore I will reference that one black friend to get me out of the racial trouble. Mm-hmm. But, like, now, even if you cite, like... Well, uh, I, I have a friend. Some of my who's best black. friends are black, and that's supposed to be a, like, a huge, like big word. misstep. Like, what yeah. if that's true? Yeah, wouldn't that doesn't that do something to disprove the idea that you're some hateful racist? It doesn't mean that you support all the left's policies on race, which, of course, what they want and what they require out of you mm-hmm. to not be a racist. Uh, but I mean, if you are surrounding yourself with people who are African American and not not surrounding yourself, but it's like. If you have a lot of them in your orbit, probably you're not a hardcore racist. I doubt. It would seem like yeah. doubt it uh, yeah. that uh, that uh, for example, uh, you know, uh, David Duke uh, has a lot of black people in his orbit because he's a racist, <laughs> right? Um, mm-hmm. Did you hear when he got called about the, there was some alt right story they did in the New York Times, and they called and they said, "Hey, uh, Mr. Duke, we'd like to talk to you about uh, the alt right." His uh, his response was, "Are you Jewish?" <laughs> <laughs> is it <he> really? <laughs> First words out of his mouth. He just wanted to just. Oh man! Look, I mean, to answer your question, I would need this additional piece of information, which is, are you a Jew? If you can answer that one correctly, we can move on. <laughs> and the correct answer had to be no. In order uh, right. for, for it to proceed, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, that, that's going to be my what, guess. You don't uh, answer again. questions from Jewish people. Uh, apparently not. Well, their motive, you know. Their motive. Yeah, right. There you, there you go. There you go. <laughs> the so motive is the Jew can't be good. I can't be good. Right? It I mean, you know it's going to be bad. Uh, so, <laughs> so weird. So bad. We have to find that clip. It's we should so bring it back weird. to radio tomorrow. And the guy so just ran for U.S. Senate. I, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. All right. Uh, Trump is probably going to nominate uh, ExxonMobil CEO uh, Rex Tillerson as Secretary of State. Now, this is really weird to me because... You had some pretty heavyweight choices. You had some guys who really have some experience, who who have political know-how, who have geopolitical know-how, who who know what they're doing. And then you get the head of ExxonMobil. What the hell is that? What, what is that about? I mean, he's a good friend of Putin, apparently, because yeah. they deal with Russia all the time uh, with with energy concerns. What experience do you have that would qualify you to be Secretary of State coming from the head of ExxonMobil? Now, uh, so I read a, read a couple of stories on this this weekend, and of course, everyone's negative on it for various reasons. Like, uh, you know, I uh, am really hesitant because of the Russia connections. I mean, he is a very good friend of Russia. He received the highest uh, foreigner award for uh, being a friend of Russia. Uh, you know, he is. Me very- too. That's really concerning. Really oh, I thought you also got the award. No, oh, okay, no, no, I okay. Didn't. that would have no, been, been weird. No, and awkward I, because I was, I was just sharing criticizing your concern. It. Yeah. Okay, good. I, yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> that was close. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, uh, I understand clearly, like that part of it. I mean, um, he does not. He's not Steve Bannon, right? I mean, Rex Tillerson is a well-respected guy. He is uh, all, all reports a good person. Um, he's treated people well. Obviously, the left has a lot of um, problems with the fossil fuel stuff. I don't. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with them on that. Actually, one of the articles I read about it, um, I don't want to say it was the New Yorker, who wrote an article about it, uh, wrote a book about um, ExxonMobil. And basically they called it as he's been essentially running a quasi-state for 10 years. 
because mm. Exxon operates in every country around the world. They have good relationships with everybody around the world. They have they they go and they they fight for things. They they know how to deal with different. So they're cultures. making sure that he does have experience. Yeah, they were saying. Now this is a, a negative article about him, um, but they were saying he essentially mm. does have the experience necessary to do this type of job because like he's to me, used to diplomacy with these maybe, countries. He's going maybe. in there and saying, "Hey, we want to take some of your oil. We're going to give you some money back. What do we have to do?" They deal with local customs. They deal with all those different things in various cultures around the world. Which, sure. There's some you could see some of the trans, uh, mm-hmm. uh, some of the properties there. I, I was laughing at one part in the article where they said uh, Exxon Mobil, um, uh, you know, obviously climate or out of control climate change, and they went through all the typical leftist stuff. And at one point they said, as recently as the 1970s, they, <laughs> <laughs> that was legitimately in the article. As recently as, as recently the 1970s, as six decades ago, <laughs> as recently as the 1970s, they started each corporate meeting with a prayer. Now, what, first that's of all, the big criticism. Yes, that was a criticism. What? Uh, now, as recently as that, I actually read the sentence what? three or four times. Like, are they saying like a long time ago? No, as recently as to say that this is so like this is basically who this company is. Now, it was the 1970s. We're I'm, talking about 40 years if ago. It was as recently as this morning. Right, even, I'm okay with that. Even if it was this morning, I you wouldn't care. say yeah, it's a private company. Uh, so, uh, well, yeah, you're I criticizing mean, that? It's, yeah, I mean, obviously, in a, yeah, there's, I noticed the problems with that statement. But I mean, generally speaking, like, they can do what they want to do. If they want to have, yeah. uh, if they want to have, yeah. uh, start with a prayer, they should be able to do that. Um, but if they Congress don't do it. Congress starts with a prayer. Why would it be a concern for a private company? And this is 40 years ago. The Supreme Court, the U.S. Congress, the President of the United States goes to the prayer breakfast every year. I mean, prayer is not a problem in this country. It is not a problem. It is not an issue. We don't have this weird separation of church and state that everybody thinks we have. But even if we did have it, we don't have an Exxon. It wouldn't be an Exxon. Right. Bizarre criticism. But Mm. they kind of put put him out as, and even in the article, they reference him as essentially. Wow. You know, because Exxon. Who was that? uh, What was the article? Yeah. I want to say it was the New Yorker uh, or New York Magazine. Wow. One of those two. Um, wow. I get them confused, as you might know, because uh-huh. they're, they essentially have the exact same name, yeah. um, which is a, is, a, is a problematic issue for me. Um, but it was one of the two. Um, and, and it was mm. it was an interesting story because the guy wrote a book about it, obviously negative about Exxon. It's a li- liberal book about uh, Exxon, but saying how they, they essentially promote everybody from um, within. Um, so they, they don't they don't go outside their organization very often. You know, what's and been- he had been there for 30 years, I think. You know what's been interesting is to see that uh, the transformation of the media uh, from the Bush administration to Obama's administration. Because during the Bush administration, ExxonMobil and Halliburton and all of those energy companies and the companies that provide for the energy companies, they were the worst, most evil people on the face of the earth. For the last eight years, we've heard virtually nothing about it. I mean, nobody talks about ExxonMobil. When gas prices go up, uh, nobody's talking about ExxonMobil. When gas prices go down, nobody's talking about ExxonMobil. Right now, gas prices are, you know, pretty okay. Pretty and low, nobody's yeah. talking about ExxonMobil. Oils at $54 it's, a barrel, something like that. But now that Trump is in office, you know they're going to start going back after yeah. ExxonMobil and Chevron and Shell and everybody else they can possibly go after, especially with him uh, nominating people who are pretty friendly to the energy industry. 
Yeah, I, mean, I have very little to complain about on that front. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I mean, I mean uh, you know, everything I've read about Scott Pruitt from uh, Oklahoma as the uh, head of the EPA is pretty pretty positive Seems like from my be perspective. Pretty good, yeah. Like it's the, the type of thing the liberals would hate. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, of Which course, is good. you know that on that particular issue, you know specifically, that makes me happy. I'm tickled. Um, yeah, I'm tickled. Um, you know, I mean, I, the the main thing, like it's like mm-hmm. with Trump. Someone asked me about the Russia stuff this weekend and, and how I, you know, I'm not a not a Trump uh, fan. Um, and I said, I don't think like the Russia stuff was not one of the reasons why I um, didn't like Trump at the beginning. Like, I honestly wasn't aware of it when we first started talking about mm-hmm. Trump as a candidate. I did right. not realize his affinity for Putin and Russia. I mean, I heard him make a couple comments here and there, but it seemed pretty honestly, it seemed like the media was making too big of a deal out of it at the time. Um, but it was one of the reasons as the campaign went on that I could not get. It was it was additional information that maybe not be able to cross back into the Trump world. Like, I mean, he's there's a lot going on there. There's something there's something obviously strange with his relationship with Russia. It's obvious. He acts as if, well, we want to be friends with everybody. Why would we do that? Well, why don't you do this? Why wouldn't you have the same attitude towards China? Why wouldn't you have the same attitude towards every other country on Earth? Half of which you're trashing all the time. It's just Russia. He doesn't seem to have a problem with. Yeah, it's a very strange yeah, thing. And, and like, very. I can understand someone saying um, we're going to be friends with everybody. By the way, I also can remember almost everybody in their administration being critical of the people who do that. People like Hillary Clinton with the reset button that go over there and, and act like they're all nice. We all say how naive that is. Now, all of a sudden, we're all supposed to be like, oh, now we have evidence uh, or at least a a large consensus of intelligence agencies who say that they at least attempted to interfere with our election process. Now we're all supposed to be, ah, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. It is a big deal. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it turns out that this is uh, true, and there is a difference between um, a, a bunch of reports from intelligence agencies and, and the truth, as we know, uh, we should be looked into and fully investigated. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I support the efforts of, uh, you know, you know, I hate to say things like this, but I support the est- uh, efforts of Lindsey Graham and John McCain to investigate this because you want it. I mean, it's, you know, it's both sides of the aisle who, who want it. I mean, I think it's completely fa- false from people like Chuck Schumer who wouldn't care at all if Hillary Clinton won and would not mm-hmm. be involved in this. But I think McCain's the type of guy who would want it investigated either way. And, uh, you know, he's going to come in here and, and, and I hope get to some of the answers here because, you know, you might like the result of this one. And I honestly do not think that the, that the difference was made at all um, by the Russians. I mean, I, you know, I don't think that they made any difference as they tried to interfere. But still, they shouldn't. I mean, we, we need to know about it. I mean, I love the fact that you can make a real legitimate argument. And it's what I actually believe, that he, Donald Trump would have lost the election if not for the James Comey letter. I legitimately think that that's actually true. You hear Democrats using it mm-hmm. as an excuse all the time. They're actually right on it, I believe. I mean, you know, we're talking about so the three states that Trump won that put him over the top in the Electoral College. Is, we're talking less than 100,000 votes. I find it very difficult to believe that that, that letter did not move that many people. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, you, know, you might not agree with that analysis. However, the same people who are sitting here saying that Russia didn't influence the elections and the CIA is so, is so crazy and awful... Forget the fact that James Comey, the head of the CIA, actually released that letter as we approached the election, and it probably did uh, change the election. So, I mean, the idea that the CIA is anti-Trump is pretty freaking hard to prove right now. 
Uh, they seem to have done some pretty nice things for Donald Trump over the past uh, few months. Oh, yeah. Um, so The FBI certainly did. They really do seem to take this seriously, and they believe, the CIA believes, it was specific, the, the meddling in the elections was specifically to get Donald Trump to win. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Meanwhile, the uh, spin uh, by the media against uh, Trump continues. He, he did this interview with Chris Wallace at Fox, and uh, they've, they've done some interesting editing of the interview. Um, here's what was said about his, uh, the daily intelligence briefings. Just want to ask you about your skepticism about the intelligence community. You are getting the presidential daily brief yes. only once a week. Well, I, I get it when I need it. But is, it, is there no, some no, skepticism? I get it when I, first of all, these are very good people that are giving me the briefings. And I say, if something should change from this point, immediately call me. I'm available on one minute's notice. I don't have to be told, you know, I'm like a smart person. I don't have to be told the same thing and the same words every single day for the next eight years. Could be eight years, but eight years. I don't need that. But I do say, if something should change, let us know. Now, in the meantime, my generals are great, are being briefed, and Mike Pence is being briefed who is, by the way, one of my very good decisions. He's terrific. And they're being briefed, and I'm being briefed also. (laughs) But if they're going to come in and tell me the exact same thing that they told me, that, you know, it doesn't change necessarily. Now, there'll be times where it might change. I mean, there'll be some very fluid situations. I'll be there not every day, but more than that. But I don't need to be told, Chris, the same thing. Not every day, but more than that? Every day, every morning, same words. Sir, nothing has changed. Let's go over it again. I don't need that. Okay, well... Say what you will about uh, how smart he is. Well, he and didn't we say. He, he, I will say he didn't say he have. was smart. He no, said he was like, like a, a smart, smart person. person. <laughs> he said, "I'm um, like a smart person." So that's <laughs> that's different. Uh, but the headline in the Huffington Post was: "Trump says he doesn't need daily intelligence briefing because he's smart." That's not exactly what he said. Yeah, I mean, it's Business a little bit. Business insider said, "Trump, I am a smart person. Don't need intelligence briefings every single day." I mean. It, They've took it. They've taken it out of context and made it something. It yeah, he sort wasn't, of wasn't. I mean, he's saying I don't need to hear the same thing every day. Right. So if there's right. something new, tell me about it. Right. He's, I'll get he, the briefing. They made it seem like well, I'm smart enough mm-hmm. to know what all the intelligence is before they tell me. So therefore, right. I don't need it. That's, that's not that's what he was the saying. way they made it. That's sound. not what he was saying. No. I mean, however, and I, you know, you you sympathize a little bit as a normal person. Yes, if someone, if you had a meeting every day and they told you the exact same things uh, every single day, you wouldn't need the meeting every day. Um, I get that. Uh, makes sense. However, obviously, that's just, you know, that's, you could tweak a meeting, right? Like, if you have a real problem with the way they're doing the meeting, say, look, it, it just, you know, only update me when things change. Um, I don't necessarily need to hear the same exact information every day. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never been in a presidential daily briefing. My guess is these guys are smart enough to know that. They're really not coming right. in and going, uh, by the way, there are nine people uh, in uh, Kazakhstan we are worried about. And the next day they come in, there are nine people in Kazakhstan that we're worried about. Uh, there are nine people. In, like, I'm sure they're not doing that. They might say, yes, there's a threat of Islamic extremism. Here's the flare-ups for the last 24 hours. Um, and mm-hmm. all he takes from that is, there's a threat of Islamic extremism. Um, well, you know, yeah, the problems are not going to change from day to day as far as specifics or things that he has to be uh, uh, updated on. However, there's, an up- there's a difference between jumping into... Um, there's a reason why you practice in football, right? Like, you, mm-hmm. you want to get the plays right. You want to understand it. You want to be immersed in it. 
And if you jump in just in the games, yeah, you can call some plays, but it's you're not immersed in in the game plan. And he needs to be able to be immersed in the game plan so when things do change, he is has such a breadth of knowledge that he doesn't have to worry about it. And he just had no interest in that yeah, at all. That's, what I was, that's where this is going, really, because he's got no interest in it. He doesn't care about the daily intelligence briefing. No. Let Pence handle that. Let the generals handle that. I'm, I'm not that guy. And I really believe he's not that guy. And, and sadly, we hired that guy to be president of the United States because... That is a huge thing that all Americans, virtually all Americans, are in fact concerned about. But he's not. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about this stuff. Um, so leave that to Pence. He, you know, Pence can take care of that. That's why he's vice president. Uh, the generals, they're fine. They can do that. Well, I'm concerned. First of all, they're great. They're great. Okay, they're they're great. great. That's another, by the way, another mm-hmm. example of a great. Yeah. I will say I am concerned about the whole thing with uh, with the generals because he knows more than the generals. So, I mean, yes, they might be getting the intelligence briefings, but would, wouldn't Trump's additional knowledge help uh, in those situations? So because he knows more right? about ISIS than the generals, which is what he said away. during the right during the campaign. So right? wouldn't it be helpful for him to be in there? Because then, cause it, with all of his additional knowledge that the generals don't have, if you're going to play this game and use his words from the past. <laughs> yeah, don't, you're right. Don't even. How start dare I? That How dare role. I? You're taking him literally. Oh, Stop it. Yeah. We, oh, we no, got to take no, him. No. No, seriously, I, not but not literally. not literally. But wait, I don't understand. Something else you should take seriously <laughs> is uh, your food preparation. Because no, yes, you should. I will not. I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to. But I think it's a really good idea. That's why me and my family have taken it very seriously and have uh, over a year supply. Now you don't have to get. You don't have to do all that at once. You can build toward that. And this is a a great way to do it with My Patriot Supply because you can do anything from a three-day supply all the way up to a year or more if you want. Uh, And you can convert that into JFST, or Jeffy Food Supply Time. Um, So Pat has over a year of food supply. Uh, JFST, he has three hours. Yes. Tough to get that year. (laughs) It's like taking a step forward and then eight back. Yeah, it really is. Well, as soon as you start opening your mouth... The food is gone, and then you got to resupply. Right, so that's uh, a problem. That's the steps back. Though it's a problem that my Patriot Supply can actually help you solve. Uh, <laughs> this is food that's easy to prepare. You don't have to be some master chef. You can get good-tasting mm. food, four weeks of easy-to-prepare food for only $99, plus free shipping. Uh, you know, that can add up, obviously, when you're shipping, if you're, especially if you're going to go more than um, uh, f- uh, four weeks. It can get to a point where it's a lot of money uh, mm-hmm. to ship it. They're going to take care of all the shipping for you. Uh, this is easy to prepare emergency food, tastes like home cooking, and lasts up to 25 years. It's only 99 bucks. Call them right now, 888-411-5290, 888-411-5290, or at preparewiththeblaze.com. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Yes, Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK. 
Uh, the unemployment rate, according to uh, Donald Trump, is now 97 <laughs> percent. Yes. The real one. I'm talking about the real unemployment rate, which we all know is like 97 percent of the, all people are, are unemployed. We might be the last three people employed in this country. And we're all fired. Oh, boy. So now it's 100 no, percent. Dang it. Very sad. Uh, yeah, there's an issue, uh, issue with Donald Trump and the unemployment rate. He doesn't, you know, seem to understand know it. what it is um, or what uh-huh. it does uh, right. or what it, what it measures um, or the things uh, about it that are important for mm-hmm. a president to know. Um, mm-hmm. Or um, really much any, of anything, anything else a about president it. should know. Um, this is this is his quote: "The unemployment number, as you know, is totally fiction." Now, separating this from the fact that I kind of know where he's going with this, uh, that's, that's just—I mean, it's not why it's not true. It's not. That's not mean. It does. It does not mean that it's totally fiction. And then this is just this is, I think, a point of him saying seriously versus literally. But it still bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like you take the general vibe of these comments. I think you can make a case that he's saying something that you might recognize. But like he just can't. What do you mean? It's totally fiction. It's not totally fiction. The unemployment rate is not totally fiction. It's a very mm-hmm. standard measure of the health of an economy that's shared gener- is generally speaking around the world. Um, well, when he is president. Will he say the same thing? It's going to be about the same number, right? This Only will be if fascinating it goes down. because it's not going much lower than four point six percent. I don't care what he does. Four point six percent in this country, in this economy, is almost full employment. Yeah, about four percent is probably four percent is like as low as you're yeah. going to go. Yeah. I mean, we're not Mexico. We don't have jobs that. You know, people do for 75 cents an hour, so we can't employ everyone. We just can't, especially in this welfare state. You're not going to. No, because there's no reason to do it. There's no reason. So 4% is maybe as low as it gets, and it's already 4.6. He's not going to get it lower than that. He's not. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Obviously, it's possible it would be a little bit lower, but we're not at a point Highly unlikely. uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Clinton got it to 4.1. So, I mean, you can use that. Is it possible? 20 years ago, right? Um, yeah, 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, Things have changed since then. And again, when I say Clinton got it to it, very, the, the president and what they have to do with the economy is, is minimal. I mean, yeah. it's not, it's a, you can't blame everything bad. Uh, you know, Barack Obama had the economy and it got much worse when he first started. Um, even though it was really bad when he took over, got much worse for a while, turned around. None of those things can be blamed on Barack Obama. You can't say that the turnaround was all him. The same thing with Bush. Bush went through, uh, you know, four plus years of continued um, increases in employment. At that time, it was the second longest uh, stretch in the history of the country. Mm -hmm. Um, However, it's not all him. I mean, I think you can help with things like tax cuts. You can help uh, some of the numbers if you want to give away lots of money. Obviously, down the road, there's a there's a there's an impact of that. But I mean, you can obviously hire people with money and pay them and lower your unemployment rate. It's just a really inefficient, bad long-term way of doing it. Uh, point is that, uh, you know, the president has something to do with the economy, but really not. I mean, they can't do what they, whatever they want to do anyway. they got to have the Congress to go along with them. Not to mention that a lot of this is just it's just the inertia of the economy. It, it does happen. Um, but here's what he said. The unemployment number, as you know, is totally fiction. If you look for a job for six months and then you give up, they consider you give up. They can, um, wait, what? If you look for a how do you not understand this? As you know, which he throws in there when he wants people to okay. believe something that's not know. true. Um, if you look for a job for six months and then you give up, they consider you give up. 
fact. They consider you give up. Yeah. So I think he's trying to say there is they have consi- they would consider you given up. You given have up. you given have up. given up. All right. Um, you just give up. You go home. You say, "Darling, I can't get a job." They consider you statistically employed. No, no, they don't. No, they don't consider you statistically employed when no, you they, are not employed. They consider employed. you out of the work. They consider you out of the workforce. That's what they consider. Um, which is something. Now, again, you can see he's seen a story on the unemployment rate, or yeah. he's read a blog about the unemployment rate, but he obviously doesn't know anything about it overall. He just has a general impression that there are different measures and there's the workforce thing. And I, uh, he kind of grasps what people complain about with the unemployment rate, but doesn't really understand. That's it. all he needs, though. You don't, you don't, he that's what he, that's what he believes. And day. apparently that's what the American people believe. So what do I know? Um, he goes, but don't worry. It's going to take care of itself pretty quickly. So, again, if it's total fiction, why would your good things that you do to the economy affect it? If it's total fiction, why on earth would it get better with your magical uh, touch of Donald Trump and uh, in, in the economy? I don't know. But again, we won't take him literally. So the issue is, and the Washington Post goes through the whole thing. Why? Why People really don't understand the un- unemployment rate. Um, and why would you, I guess, unless you're you know, going to run for president in the United States? Um, so here are some of the things that you need to know on it. There are six versions of the unemployment rate. We've talked about them before. Listeners to this show and to Glenn's show would probably recognize these things. But I think this is kind of interesting. Let's start with the, what, what Trump is going for, which is the U6 unemployment rate. Uh, U6 is total unemployed. So obviously the unemployment rate, that concludes the unemployed, plus all people marginally attached to the labor force, plus total employed part-time for economic reasons. So that's the one he's looking for. So you've got the normal unemployment rate which is the 4.6 or whatever it is, Um, then you have people who uh, want employment but aren't actually actively searching for a job, plus people who are working who actually have jobs, but they're working part-time when they'd rather work full-time. Okay, That's the U6 unemployment rate, which, by the way, Donald Trump reported as 42%. It's actually 9.3%. So he was close. So he's close. He was only 33% off? Was it, it's 40, it was, right. He said he said it's about five percent. He said it was forty two percent. Now, he the reason you get the forty two percent. Yeah. Is, is, is so it's because, above the U6 because and he's mm-hmm. using the people out of the uh, work. Right. So he's right? including he's using the ninety five million example, who are not working. Uh, your your mother, Pat, your, your <laughs> she mother hasn't been in the workforce for a while, for a while. Yeah. Why? Well, she's 92 years she's old. She's 92 years old. Yeah. She is included in Donald Trump's measure. <laughs> yes. That's how dumb that statement is. My my wife's grandmother, who's still alive, but is she's in work, 94. But she's looking right now. She's yeah. looking really uh, hard. Maybe she is, actually. She wants, my mom wants a gig, and she wants it bad. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that. So she's actively looking. Actively looking. for. She's out pounding the street. Every single she day. She cannot be considered give up. She especially wants something in the computer industry. She really wants really? to be like a programmer. <laughs> Pro- coding? She's into coding? Yeah, like, into the coding aspect right. of it. Now, um, uh, Even though she's never even used a computer, she thinks she'll be really a, a quick study at it, you know, at 92 yeah. years old. So, uh-huh. Yeah, she's up out in the streets uh, right now. Now, another example. Uh, your wife, um, when your kids were young, mm-hmm. uh, stayed home. She was a stay-at-home mom, correct? Right. Yes. Okay. She also would be included in Donald Trump's unemployment rate of 42%. Million. 
um, mm-hmm. because she, even though she chose to stay home because she wanted to be with her, uh, and certainly <laughs> was working, uh, by the way, uh, yes. while she was at home. Um, she uh, she was not technically in the workforce being paid by a company, therefore yeah. uh, unemployed. Yes. Um, so uh, there are obviously that's a ridiculous thing. Now, there is a point there that our labor force participation rate is lower than it's been in a long time. That is about half because um, people are just the baby boom era is hitting that, un- that unemployment rate mm-hmm. and about half uh, other economic reasons, some of which have been tied to Obamacare and other And some policies. of it is that people are so yeah. frustrated they just stop, but again, stop like, looking. That's the example. He gives, he gives the example. Here. You go home, you say, darling, I can't get a job. Yeah. I would I'm, never say darling. First of all, you don't say darling. Never say Second that. of all, who, like, I, I know those people exist. We see it in study after study after study. But how do they exist? I know if I came home and didn't have a job, yeah. I could not, not. This is not people that are saying I can't get a job. These are people who are saying I can't get a job, so therefore I will not try to get a job. So if you leave right now and you, you quit and you're, you're tired of the workforce yes. and you go home to Lisa and you say, darling, darling, I'm done. I can't, I can't, get, I can't get a job. I can't get a job. I can't get a job. What does she say to you? She says, all right, get, sweetie, just sit down in front of the she TV. She says, go get one. I don't care what it is. Right. Go get one. And you better find one that's Fast. comparable. Right? right. Or at least close. <laughs> if it's one that's comparable to uh, right. what you're doing now. Otherwise, we're not going to make it right. in this house. And, and exactly. With this stuff. So let's, you know, and, and the reason, of course, that no, there I don't are, know how they do it either. I really right. don't. There Unless are, they just decide, all right, I'm going to live on unemployment and then I'm going to try to extend it. And then I'm going to try to get on the welfare rolls. Right. I, I guess that's how you well, do it. And that's the thing with how it's ridiculous. Know. For example, uh, if you were to take um, now uh, uh, a multi-millionaire's wife, okay, mm-hmm. who is, decides, you know what, I'd like to get a job, but you know, obviously I don't care if a multi-millionaire's wife. I, can, I don't need a job, but I'd like to get one. That person uh, could be in, included in some of the real unemployment rates, but definitely would be included in Donald Trump's. Um, a, mm-hmm. a wife of a person who's a billionaire mm-hmm. is unemployed in Donald Trump's world, which is obviously stupid. Melania, for instance, although I don't think yeah. she's looking, but yeah. still, I don't know. Yeah. If she were, she'd be included in that. Which, again, how ridiculous is that, right? Ridiculous. We all know that that's ridiculous. So quickly, let's go through these because I think these are interesting, and I, I have a weird take on this. I'd be, okay, I'd be interested to see what your take is on this, Pat. Let's go through these. The U, these are the U, the U1 through U6 are the measures of employment. Donald Trump is in another world that we can talk mm-hmm. about separately. So U1 is persons employed 15 weeks or longer. Um, that's 1.8%. So you're unemployed for 15 weeks or longer. U2 is a uh, is a band also um, uh, uh, you lost your job and you've been you have completed temporary jobs as well so the people in the u1 which have not had their job for 15 weeks and some people who got temporary jobs but now they're over okay u3 is the normal unemployment rate that everybody talks about it's 4.6% um, u4 is the un- unemployment rate plus discouraged workers that's what we were talking about um, where you go for a job and then you you can't get anything and you just give up that's, Does oh, that include Jeffy, who's one of the most discouraged workers we know of? Uh, well, we don't pay him, so technically, yes, yes. he is unemployed. Okay. All right. um, U5 is total unemployed plus discouraged workers plus all other persons marginally attached to labor force. Um, the marginally attached to the labor force are people who uh, might consider wanting a job but, don't, but aren't really looking. Um, and uh, they give the further uh, somewhere in here. And then U6 is total unemployed plus persons marginally attached to labor force plus total part-time workers for economic reasons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, 
everyone says, and a lot of conservatives have been saying over the years, well, everyone looks at the U3, which is the normal unemployment rate. I think it should be the U6, so you include everybody. You include you know, people who are just working part-time when they want to work full, and people who are underemployed, and people who are... Uh, I actually think the best measure of unemployment and the one we should care about is U1, which is like, when you think about an <clears throat> unemployed person, you think about someone in real hardship. If you're out of work for four weeks and you get a job... While that is that can disrupt your situation and it can create some real problems, that is not an economic issue, right? An economic issue are people who are out of work for 15 weeks or longer. That's real. You're out of work for 15 weeks or longer. You've probably, uh, depending on what the laws are at the time, you may have exhausted or close to exhausting your unemployment. You're at your because I mean anything less than 15 weeks, you're on unemployment still. So over 15 weeks, you may have exhausted your unemployment. You may have real, real problems. You're talking about real economic despair mm-hmm. while still attempting to get a job. Mm-hmm. That rate is really, to me, what the measure of an economy should be. I said it during Bush. I said it during Obama. And I'll say it during Trump. That's 1.8%. When you compare that to what we think about when we think about how bad the job situation is, mm-hmm. Those are the real people we think about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you talk about, well, people are, are are poor and then you hear, well, everyone, but they all have TVs and cars and homes and air conditioning and all, you know, those measures that we talk about. Real poverty, you know, you when you have nothing and you are out of work for 15 weeks, that could be really, really bad. And that number still is only 1.8%. And I think that's actually the more legitimate one to look at. And when you're talking about really look turning around an economy, those are the people you need to save. Yeah. You know, those are the people, people who want to work but can't. Definitely. Um, so I thought, uh, anyway, I, I, he doesn't seem to understand the truth about it, which is odd. For a guy coming in for office on, 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 a, on a platform of I'm going to employ people who can't get jobs, you'd think he'd know the basics about the economy. Yeah, but Trump. So you know that all, all rules, all bets are off. That's good. Good point. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents do coming up. At Alabama, I told you. Uh, we'll do a quick break here on football here before we go back. To yeah, this. we're running super late. Uh, Lane Kiffin, uh, the guy from Alabama, took <clears throat> it, took the job. Uh, so what offensive coordinator at Alabama? Isn't that what Kiffin was uh, under Nick Saban? Because uh, yeah, he so. was USC head coach, and then he got fired, and then he went to Alabama. I think I think Nick Saban took him in, and, and he's done really well at Alabama, and he was making two million. As an assistant, uh, the new salary that he just got uh, got to raise uh, this year in 2016 uh, mm-hmm. made him the highest paid assistant in the country at, at Alabama. Okay, at Alabama. So, because yeah. this, I found this stat uh, recently, which I thought was amazing. Uh, USA Today had what it. What could Florida Atlantic pay Lane Kiffin? Uh, they, Florida Atlantic's got some cash. They've been paying some cash for some coaches now. They're wow. trying to turn into a real, yes, uh, a real they, team. They have been. They have been for a while. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let me give you these stats here. Uh, Assistant coaches in Division One football, mm-hmm. um, FBS, as it were, um, who make four hundred thousand dollars or more. Okay, mm-hmm. in two thousand nine, only thirteen coaches made four hundred thousand dollars or more. That were assistants. Again, these are not head yeah. coaches. Assistant right. coaches. Yeah, thirteen in two thousand nine. In two thousand twelve, that number jumped all the way from thirteen to sixty six 
in it's three years. It's a good jump. Okay. From 2012 to 2016, in four years, it jumped from 66 to 191 almost, assistants. Make, almost 200 assistants are making more than 400,000. 400,000 a year. Now, as far wow. as millionaires, uh, wow. uh, if you make a million dollars a year or more as uh, assistant coach, 2009, it was only one. I don't know what the name, who it was. Um, in 2012, it was up to only two. 2016, 12. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, there is money in college that's a good, sports, yeah, there's, man. That's a good gig. That's a good gig. That's a good gig if you can get it. Now, um, a lot of people did really well um, uh, and have that, that participated in college football. Uh, and then there's Jeffy, who um, did some broadcasting and really didn't change your life at all, did it? <laughs> what did you do? You did. I think you, Jeffy did the halftime show. I did pregame, halftime, postgame. For? USF Bulls. The USF Bulls. Oh, who are The South Florida Bulls are pretty good now. Yeah. Well, I don't know what they were then. Now they are, yes. They're pretty good now. Why now that you left. <laughs> I actually remember listening to it. I used to just tune in to the game because, you know, I have no interest in, in I, the I, USF Bills, but I would, I would tune in yeah. to hear Jeffy in the halftime report. Like, That's fun. Actually pre-game, be a real broadcaster. Pre-game. Oh. It's kind of fun. <laughs> pre-game, I interviewed all these Dickleberry coaches for the pregame. Mm-hmm. Ugh, this is essentially what it sounded like, by the way. <laughs> this is his, hey, we took some of the tapes of those runs. Ah, I got some Dingleberry coach no, coming up. We'll be back like, in a minute. The Florida Atlantic coach. I don't know. I just whatever. The Florida Atlantic coach. What are you going to tell somebody at the kitchen table over Florida to make them come to you? You aren't. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Stopping. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah, so, that is. Uh, it's great. So there's that. And That's then we great. have uh, the, the bowl games coming up. Uh, we're going to be on vacation starting next week. Uh, so. Oh man! Mm-hmm. Oh, I can come over if you need me. Darn. To, you want me to come and come over, hang out? Would you? Well, sure. I mean, that's why that'd I offered be it. Great. That'd be great. That'd yeah. be a real, real fun yeah. time. I would love that. Oh, good. That's great. Um, all right, triple eight seven twenty seven back is the uh, phone number. I got something to do now. Just so you know, I can't make it, Jeffy. But uh, we'll be back in a second. <laughs> <laughs> why not? I mean, can't make. It. I mean, you have I the mean, whole two weeks. I'm doing my uh, hair that day, and then there's like uh, <laughs> the two my weeks wife's been after me to do the lint cycle and the dryer yeah. Yeah, clean that out. Yeah, the lint, really? yeah, the lint is it's Building really up. accumulating oh wow found it felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore so it is that time of the year the aclu of indianapolis suing a town of knightstown because it has a cross on top of their christmas tree oh good good because we kind of have that separation of church and state it's lit. yes we do yeah so you can't have a cross on a what is it on it's on top of a on top of a tree that they're yeah you don't want a christmas tree no you can't yeah. and and it's he's being it's being filed on behalf of a joseph Tompkins, who takes issue with the cross because it violates what does it violate uh, it violates that sacred separation between church and state and it was filed uh, last thursday because he says he was forced to come into unwelcome contact with the display, causing him irreparable harm. He was forced. Did somebody tie him up and bring him to it and put him on a lift and <laughs> lift him up directly in eye contact with possible. that thing? And then hold his eyes open and, and maybe put some toothpicks in there so he couldn't close them? It so doesn't what say that here, but it's possible that it could have happened. Well, it'd have to be that possible. in order to be forced to look at it. And we should point out, too, the separation of church and state, mm-hmm. state comes from one of our most important founding documents, um, a letter from Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> 
to a, to his <laughs> the really? founding the founding letter the nephew yeah. to his nephew in 1803. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many years after the all, the principles so, were already yeah don't even worry about that yeah, uh, but, wow. but, but it was but we call it the founding letter uh, yeah I a mean, lot. I, when you say we it's pretty much just us. Yeah, I'm like you mean literally just me and you, uh, but yeah, the founding letters. Are it's also important. the founding letter that that mentions separation of church and state, showing that there is a separation between the state and the church, but the but it's to protect the church, not the state. Mm-hmm. And the way this is being interpreted is that, like, if you put, for instance, a cross on a Christmas tree that's on on uh, city ground, why then you've completely polluted the state. Correct. Well, I mean, it's the most ludicrous thing that's ever been widely dispersed, probably, in a society. Because if you know where the founders were coming from, you know how stupid that is. I mean, at the time, when the country was founded, they actually, Massachusetts launched its state with a state religion. The state of Massachusetts. Not not like some right. little city, not some group inside of a city. The entire state had a state religion. It's interesting too that it, it's Massachusetts. Yeah, of all states. Yeah. Of all states. Mm-hmm. Uh, one quick uh, story that uh, this specifically uh, for you, uh, Stephen. Oh yes. Mm. Uh, officials now admit uh, radioactive fish off the U.S. West Coast have disturbing fingerprint of Fukushima. <laughs> a, a, a what now? Okay. A disturbing <laughs> fingerprint? Of this is your science for the, the day? Uh, officials admit radioactive Officials uh, admit? Of U.S. West Coast. Uh, so what's the there source of it, this story? Stu, what's the source of this story? There you have it. Finally, officials acknowledge this is really happening, okay? What's the source? It's a stark reminder. What's the, the source? Why is Fukushima this not Radiation <laughs> continually spilling into the ocean have not been abated. Is it InfoWars or Prison Planet you got that from? It's from a, a reputable site. Which is? Telling us about what's the, reputable the disturbing site? fingerprint <laughs> what's the of reputable Fukushima site? on the West Coast fish of what? the United States of America. Reputable okay. We've got site. 15 seconds. All you have to do is say one web address. Just it's, do it. Uh, I just took my glasses off. I can't see what's going on. Glasses are right in front of you. Just oh, put them oh, on. Oh, here they are right here. I can tell you the site right now. www. No, you don't have to say that. <laughs>